The following is a presentation of Cruise Addicts. Hey everybody, happy Sunday, and thank you all for joining us today on this wonderful Sunday afternoon, wherever you are. Uh, we're happy that you're here, and uh, we're talking about Viking cruising in 2024. We know we're not there just yet, but it's just right around the corner, and we want you prepared. And we've got the privilege of having Michael Consoli, one of the top global producers, actually the top global producer for Viking cruises for many, many years now. He is a true expert. He's also recently voted into the CLIA Hall of Fame, and uh, we're so happy to have him here, and we're going to share some great tips uh, it's actually going to be don't make these mistakes on your Viking cruise uh, in this upcoming year because we want to make sure that you're prepared. So, Michael, we're going to get him in here. Happy Sunday, Michael. Hey, John. Happy yeah. Sunday to you, too. Yeah, and thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. I know it's raining where we are, isn't it? Yeah, it <laughs> definitely is raining in Georgia today. Yeah, and um, Michael is also so gracious to actually come up with a prize package for us today. Uh, we've never done this. Uh, it's a feature of the software we have, but we're pretty excited about it. So I wanted to get that uh, comment down, but um, all you have to do is enter planmycruise.com. Uh, shoot, I messed that up there. Actually, up that, that let's see, yeah, this one. Enter hashtag planmycruise uh, just in the comments below, and that'll actually enter you for a prize. So once again, hashtag planmycruise, and you'll be uh, automatically entered. Now, there's a few little uh, stipulations. You actually have to be able to be visible. So, you know, when you enter a uh, live stream through YouTube, it knows your name. If you do it through Facebook and you're logged in through a public uh, page or group, it knows your name. But if you come through the Facebook group, the Viking Cruises Facebook group, which many of you might have, you actually have to give it permissions. Otherwise, it'll just say uh, Facebook user. And we don't know who we wouldn't know who you are. So we couldn't give you the prize. So just make sure I put kind of put that little stipulation uh, in a couple places there. Uh, so that's that's what we're dealing with here. And uh, once we once later in the live stream, we'll do a drawing. It'll be really, really cool. And Michael's going to tell us about the prize then. So we're pretty excited about that. Yeah. So just make sure you put in hashtag plan my cruise into the comments. But also we want to see your questions, too. Yes, that's right. We also want to um, we're going to do some uh, go through the list of different things, mistakes that you shouldn't be making this year, uh, this upcoming year. Um, but we also want you to do is ask your questions below right down there. Make sure you ask them and then we'll get to those shortly. So, wow, 2024 is almost here, Michael. And uh, what's going on with Viking? Any new things that just come to mind? I know we haven't talked yet about this. Yeah, well, I think we just opened. Um, I think Viking just opened 2026 River itinerary. Wow. So which is really an indication of how well 2024 and 2025 are selling. Because typically Viking doesn't open a season until they have a certain percentage of sell through on the seasons before. So, yeah, definitely, um, you know, the demand for 2024 and 2025 travel, we keep talking about that is really there. So they actually have opened, uh, you know, some 2026 sailings as well. And Viking is just, you know, it's never ceased to amaze me. And I know we've talked about this on and off camera just the growth and how literally the demand sometimes is making them build more ships. And that's just happened. This They just announced it this past week that they're adding 10 more river ships to Europe. So just incredible that they're not just building one. They're not just building two, like some brands would start out with. They're just going to do 10 more right off the rip, right? Yeah, 10 more ships. So, and <laughs> I mean, if anybody's been on the river lately, they can see that the ships are, are definitely uh, full and, uh, you know, busy. So... Yeah, we're excited to see that. And uh, I'm sure you, you, you're actually to blame for some of this because as the largest seller of all Viking cruises in the world, uh, you, these are a lot of your clients. Yeah. Um, and and so we, we usually have somebody traveling. In fact, I was just traveling um, with a group last week uh, on the river uh, and for the holiday markets. And, you know, I just I, every time we saw a ship, I looked up to see if we had somebody on there and we would have a guest and I would catch up with them somehow. So yeah, it was kind of fun. Yeah. So uh, how was the snow? I know they, uh, Europe had some record snowfall uh, and I, I've never seen that much snow on a Christmas market, but it looked really cool, you know, uh, because it's, it was very authentic, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it was, um, so we were definitely affected by this, the snow in Germany. Our flight was uh, delayed by like nine hours because of the heavy snow, but it did make for a very beautiful Christmas markets cruise. Yeah, wow. So I know we've got a bunch of comments here. Oh, well, we've got a lot of entries coming in here. So we're going to go right over here. Yeah, we've got 14 entries so far. So let's see how this works. Oh, yeah. I hope you can see that. 
It's showing 14 entries. So if you haven't already done it, please join everybody else and put hashtag plan my cruise. And we really appreciate it. And we're going to have a, a fantastic prize that we'll tell you about towards the end. So I guess we need to get into it. These are mistakes that we don't want anybody to make in the upcoming year. And uh, we're going to get into it here. Let's see. One second that. So the first one is pick the right time of year. Yeah. So a lot of guests really, when they look at a schedule for sailing, they, they choose it based on price. And instead of looking at like the weather, the crowds, whether or not there's like with river, whether or not there's going to be the, you know, the, you know, the, I, the issue of a water level issue, something like that. So, I mean, really what we do is we help our guests determine the best time of the year to go. Every itinerary is different. Every sailing is different. Um, so uh, it's really important to pick the right time of the year. If you go too early in the season, a lot of what you would normally see will be closed. If you go too late in the season, it could be too, too cold. Um, you know, it could be a rainy time. It could be a crowded time. It all depends. So it's really important to take to, to have somebody help you choose the right time of year to go. And basing it on price is really, um, really a mistake in a lot of cases, just because uh, there, there's a reason why the price is lower uh, at certain times of the year. And you're sacrificing something at that time of the year to have a lower price. So, you know, it is really important to, to take all of that into consideration and see what would be the best time of the year for the trip that you're looking at. And I know the next one is a real loaded question, not a question, but a statement that you've made many times during different live streams. We've done actually live streams just on this is the, the necessity to select and use Air Plus. Yeah, because without Air Plus with Viking, what happens is um, you'll be assigned a schedule 90, 120, 160 days prior to departure. And then you're just kind of stuck with what they give you. Without Air Plus, you really don't have a say as to how the flights are routed, you know, where your seats are on the plane, that kind of thing. So having Air Plus and working with, um, you know, a qualified agent to help you find the right flights, the right schedule, the right connection, the right connection time. You know, the Air Plus allows us to help our guests find the right flights for that trip. And, um, you know, a lot of the things that we read, I hear this every day. Um, you know, from the Facebook page, people are like, oh, well, I read, you know, so and so they had the, they had a bad connection or they didn't or they uh, they had Air Plus, but they really didn't utilize it to the fullest extent to get what they needed. We can help our guests utilize Air Plus to get the flights that really fit best under the cruise lines contracted rates, because we do have that limitation of working within the cruise lines air contracts with the airlines. But the Air Plus allows us to do that. You know, as early as 10 months prior, we really feel the ideal time to do it is about eight months prior. But, um, yeah, it is really vital into uh, securing the right flights for the trip that you're going on, the right connection times. You know, we help our guests, again, find the right um, the right schedule. We know what airports to go through, which airports to avoid, how long you need, you know, all of that stuff. So Air Plus gives us a tool to help them find the right flights. Okay. And how much does that normally cost extra? I know we've gotten into that before. Yeah, um, it is currently $100 to $150 per person, depending on the itinerary. There are a limited number of itineraries that are $150 just because of the airlift that go in and out of those cities. But the majority are $100 per person. And this kind of leads up to what you were saying is uh, using a qualified travel agent actually can make a world of a difference no matter who it is, right? Absolutely. It's, you know, a travel agent like myself is your advocate. There's somebody to help you, you know, navigate the process, um, you know, picking a cruise cabin, picking the right itinerary, all the things we just talked about. And we act as your advocate. So we are the safety net when you have a problem, when there's a challenge that comes up with the booking or a challenge that comes up with a flight schedule or while you're traveling, you know, we are the, um, the safety net to help you get to where you're going. And I know we've taught, we actually, you know, one of the most touching live streams we've done was when you talked about, you know, things happen in life and, you know, it's one thing to call 800 number, but it's one, another thing to call someone that's a, considered a friend that like yourself, that actually is an advocate to help deal with things in case of medical emergencies, um, you know, life problems like death in the family and things like that. 
And uh, I know that kind of led into another thing as far as uh, we don't have it listed here today, but just cruise insurance and just being properly prepared, you know, all around and having that advocate. So if something happens uh, and you said you get phone calls 24 seven, right? We do. So I do take calls personally for emergency calls and in the middle of the night, um, our phones are always manned for that type of thing. And we handle, I handle most, the majority of those myself. Um, and it's something that we are able to help the guests navigate in an emergency trying to get to where they're going and giving them, uh, you know, the right tools to solve the problem. Um, and we have, you know, a great relationship with the lines to be able to, to get them a solution relatively quickly. Uh, it is an unfortunate thing when it happens, but um, there's nothing like feeling like you're, you have no control when that happens. And we help, you know, we help take that control back and, and get the guest a solution. Right. And if you're interested in work with Michael in the future, I know we do these live streams and people are interested in how to make contact with them because, you know, uh, it's great when you can actually hear from someone directly as far as how their services are and why they're important. Uh, I'm going to put his information right down below as well. And make sure you enter that hashtag, plan my cruise. Uh, we really appreciate it. And so you're, you're, uh, you can be entered. Moving on to the next thing, Michael, it's going to schedule enough time between connecting flights. And I got to tell you, I got stuck in all places of Atlanta when I didn't live in Atlanta area <laughs> coming back from a Viking cruise. Yeah. I mean, look, it's something that we hear from guests all the time. They look at the total travel time and they're like, I, I don't want to be traveling for, you know, 16 hours, 14 hours. But the connection times are very important. You know, I have people that email me and say, I want to take this schedule because it's, I'm only going to be traveling for 12 hours. And it has them, you know, with a connection time of 54 minutes somewhere. And the guest doesn't realize that connection times like that are really way too close. We really work very hard to make sure that our guests have at least two hours in any connecting city. Some cities we would we would request longer time just to make sure that they get to where they're going. But it's not just them that we have to get from plane to plane. The luggage also has to have time to go through the system and get to the other flight. And when those connection times are too short, it can result in lost luggage, um, delayed luggage. Uh, the guests can miss their flight. Uh, you know, and all these airports that you connect through Frankfurt, Munich, London, Amsterdam, Paris, uh, Zurich, Vienna, they all are very different in the processes that they have, the length of time that it takes. So it's really important that you, um, you know, you have somebody uh, assist you with making sure that the connection times that you have and the flights that you have are reasonable and that you can actually make them. Um, and a lot of times there are certain cities we want to plan to make sure the guest has a backup plan. You know, if there is a delay, a flight cancellation, that kind of thing. Those are the things that we help our guests navigate. But making sure that there's enough time between flights is really, really important. And it is a mistake that many people make because they're just looking at the overall travel time and not the actual connection time that they need to have in those cities. Right. And, you know, uh, as you're talking, I'm thinking and I. Uh, about the previous thing we covered about using a travel agent. Some travel agents charge fees and whatnot, but your actual services don't cost anything. So it actually can help your, help these different people actually book their vacations and not worry about all these little pitfalls because they're not aware of it. They don't do this every day, right? right. But if they can actually not have these pitfalls uh, and it doesn't cost them any extra money. So just want to let you all know, folks, uh, Michael's services do not cost any extra. Some travel agents have actually had dinner with them where they'll say, I charge a fee. Well, he doesn't. So, <laughs> yeah, We never charge a fee. I never charge a fee for my services. I think it's very important. Um, you know, and, and there are a lot of agencies that do charge fees. I don't feel I feel like what we build with our relation with our clients is a relationship, you know, um, over time. And that's really not based on charging our guests a fee. So it's very important to us. And here's one of the most important things I imagine. Do not overpack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot of people overpack, but I have to tell you, but you know, in the exact opposite direction, before we talk about this, I'm always overly impressed with these guests I see on the Facebook page that are like, I'm packing 14 days in a carry on bag. Um, that would be totally impossible for me but I have great admiration for those that are able to do it. But it is really important not to overpack and to really make sure you choose the right items to take on your cruise. Uh, most of the time, you know, you're going to have luggage, I mean, laundry service or uh, a laundrette on board the ship to, um, 
to utilize so that you don't have to um, overpack. And I know many people are going to say, I don't want to do laundry while I'm on vacation. And I would agree with you, but you would always have the option to send it out. Um, and the pricing for uh, laundry service on Viking ships is very, very reasonable. So even if you did pay for it, um, it would be pretty reasonable. So, yeah, I think a lot of people think they have to have an outfit in the morning, an outfit for, you know, the afternoon and an outfit for dinner. That's really not true. Most of the time, you know, you just need to have something casual throughout the entire day and maybe something to make it just a little bit more dressy for dinner. But there is there is no and the, this, the sailings are all country club casual. So um, there are no jackets, no dresses that are required uh, in, in the dining room at any time. So it's really important that you don't overpack. I agree. I've seen so many different people, um, you know, talk about it on the, the groups and, you know, you just can't make something. Everybody's got different ideas of what's important and what's what's OK to them, you know. And then yeah. there's a reality. Once you get on the river cruise and everybody goes to these tours in the afternoon, they come back and you walk in and everybody goes completely right to dinner. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, oh, the message board didn't say that. You know? <laughs> so here's another one not booking a pre or post extension. And I know this is a big deal for some because people that want to do it, want to do it. And some people just might not know about it. So what's your take on that? Um, it's another thing that we really highly recommend. And it's not necessarily booking a pre or post extension as much as it is making sure you have a buffer before or after the trip. Uh, I mean, you know, to, in our, especially at the beginning of the cruise to make sure you have a day or two to buffer. So whether it's a deviation to accommodate that um, independently booked um, uh, buffer um, or it's to accommodate the extension, uh, you know, the extensions really might give you the opportunity to see a couple more cities, right? So some of the extensions that Viking offers like Prague, um, you know, or Paris in some cases on some of the different rivers, you know, are going to give you the opportunity to see a, a city that's not part of the original itinerary. And um, so doing the extension, you know, is going to give you more of an experience. But the real benefit of an extension, especially the pre-extension, is to have that buffer. And there are cities where those buffers are really necessary and there are cities where they might be less necessary. And that's something we can help the guests navigate. But, you know, with all, for instance, for all the all the changes with where the ships are going to dock and have been docking in Venice, I do really think that Venice is really uh, an important extension to have. Uh, because they're going to, you know, move you from one city to the other in order to board the ship. So definitely um, it depends on the itinerary. It depends on the guest. It depends on the experiences they've had until that point. You know, I have a lot of guests that have been to Venice many times, so it wouldn't be a draw for them to be there. But we want to make sure that the guest has a buffer, um, you know, whether that buffer is a couple of extra days before the cruise or if it's built into the itinerary where Viking overnights in some of these cities. Um, you know, that that's really what the benefit of having that extension is. But um, it also gives the guests the opportunity to see a couple of extra cities that they wouldn't necessarily have time to see. Right. And I think it also sets the tone for the vacation, too, where you're less stressed out, where you're literally can kind of stop and relax, get a good night's sleep, get over your jet flag, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. To have that time to just get over the travel that we just talked about. Right. Twelve yeah, to 14 hours. It can be a lot. Um, so, you know, I want to talk about this too. Must use while on board. I think people, uh, I know there's a lot of times there's talk about restaurant reservations and then there's excursions and people can get really stressed out about this. And as an expert, you know, is there some little tips that you can, uh, that you tell your clients that uh, kind of must do's that they should do, or even things with a room, little tidbits, you know, that things that you might do. Yeah, I mean, it's really, I think, important to have a day to explore the ship, especially when you first get on, uh, especially the ocean ships. I mean, obviously, the river ships are very small, so you don't really need that day. But I do like to have, when I get on board a ship, I like to have some extra time to go off and explore the ship and find my, you know, find my way around, understand where places are. Um, you know, having sold the product for so long, I, very, I have a very good, um, uh, you know, recollection of where everything is on board these ships. But to a new cruiser or somebody that's not been on the ship before, that's something that I think you really need to give yourself time to do when you first board the ship is to go and explore, tour the spa, you know, see where the restaurants are, find out, you know, where the maitre d' is so you can make those extra reservations, that type of thing. So um, that's definitely something that you want to do. Definitely on the Viking ocean ships, you don't want to miss Mamsons. That's 
Um, you know, something that some people come, they go on the whole trip and they're like, oh my gosh, I never even went up there. But, um, you know, Mamson's is the, is the little cafe that's themed um, uh, after uh, the owner's tour's kitchen, tour's mother's kitchen. It's named after his mother and has a replica of the China that he had as a child uh, in his home. So uh, it is definitely an experience that is not to be missed. And a lot of my clients come back and say, oh, I forgot to do that. You definitely want to do that. Um, take advantage of the coffee bar on deck on deck one. You know, they make uh, complimentary fresh espressos, cappuccinos, lattes, all of that. Definitely not to be missed. Um, you know, time in the winter garden is definitely not to be missed on the ocean ships. The afternoon tea is something that's not to be missed. Uh, it's very important to do so. And then the river ships, you know, the experience in the afternoon when you're sailing down the river of sitting on the Aquavit Terrace and and seeing all those, um, the scenery going by, that's something that I think is really important. Uh, we love the, um, the automatic coffee machines on the, uh, on the river ships. So those are definitely something I don't think is not to be missed, but is absolutely necessary to get started in the morning. So uh, yeah, those are just a few things. I love their cookies. Yeah, the, the little cookie station. Yeah, very nice. <laughs> so good. I don't know, John. People are always going to think that all we talk about is food. So <laughs> we already we've already cleared that up a long time. Where both the time we have food problems. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> so tipping and gratuities. You know, I know people get stressed out about this. Is there some advice that you give your clients about this? Yeah. Well, I mean, the gratuities for the staff on board are obviously set and are going to be charged to your shipboard account every day. Um, I think it's important to know um, how much you're paying for those gratuities each day. And if you feel that the, the staff on board, you know, goes above and beyond, and I have to say the majority of my guests do think they go above and beyond, then, you know, you should recognize that even further with an additional gratuity. Um, but, you, you know, the, the basic, the standard gratuity, you will pay every day on board the ship. And, um, you know, if somebody goes above and beyond, you would definitely want to recognize that. Uh, you know, we get a lot of questions about touring, about gratuities and tips on the tours for the bus drivers, things like that. One or two dollars uh, per person or euros per person for the, the guide. Um, you know, if you feel like the guide went above and beyond, then you certainly can give more than that. Um, the same thing for the bus drivers. You know, they they are it's not expected, but it is definitely appreciated. I'm sure, you know, tipping in Europe and other parts of the world is not as um, I would say generous as is expected in the United States. Uh, so, you know, uh, especially for like restaurants and bars, things like that. Um, so, you know, it's really, uh, something that you have to decide that you, what you're comfortable with, but it is, again, it's not, um, it's not required, but it's definitely something that you would want to do if the tour guide, the bus driver, you know, has provided an excellent experience for you. Yeah. And, you know, uh, I hear this asked a lot on the group. Um, you know, they, some people even debate it. You know, if, does it have to be in euros if the country is, has Europe euros or does it have to, if you're in Budapest, do you need to have the money that's for there and so on and so forth? And because sometimes you'll cover so much ground on a particular voyage. Yeah. And I've, I mean, I've got my opinion, but I think that I'd like to hear yours if you don't want to mind dipping in this pool. <laughs> well, out of respect to the people that are providing the service, you want to give it to them in the in the currency of the country that you're in, right? But I mean, they're going to accept it in whatever currency you give them. Give to them, you know, they they will um, happily take it. And it. It varies in different parts of the world. I mean, Hungary, for instance, they take U.S. dollars. They take um, they take you know euros, and they take the foreign, which is their local currency. But, you know, out of respect to the person that you're giving the gratuity to, if it's possible to give it to them in local currency, that's what that's what I would recommend. But I'm sure that certain they would be happy with a gratuity and whatever currency you want to provide it in. Right. So if you only have a euros on you because of the situation you're in, they're going to be fine or even a dollar. They're, they're, they're going to be happy either way rather than not getting one at all. Correct. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. OK, well, that's going to one of most of our our tips right now. Uh, if you have any questions, like I said, here's where we're going to go into our question and answer soon. Um, so please enter your comments. If there's something we didn't cover in this initial list that you want some advice or a tip on, uh, please bring it up. We'd love to cover it for you. That's what makes us so fun, the interactiveness. And uh, Michael, of course, loaded with knowledge. And this is the time we want to extract it from him, you know, during this conversation. Um, 
So I want to also ask this, though. Is there any special cruise rates or deals? Because I know stuff's been happening fast, you know, with the uh, Viking. Yeah, I mean, there are some special rates right now. If people want to go last minute on Antarctica, there are some definite deals for January and February of 24, uh, even some uh, deals for the end of 24 with Antarctica. But, um, you know, 2024, as we talk about many times, is already very well sold for them. So um, there are some, some offers for free air on certain itineraries. And that's something that, you know, we'd be happy to go over with the guests if they're interested. But usually it's the last minute deals, like in the next 60 days, there might be some opportunities there. Uh, what we're seeing, as we talked about at the beginning of the live stream, is that uh, 2024 and 25 are selling so well that they're introducing River for 2026. So my advice about getting the best deal is to, work, again, work with an agent that knows um, what how to save you money on, on the... Um, on the product that you're looking at and also uh, book early. There's no caveat really to booking early except to secure, you know, the best price, uh, the best location, uh, the best dates, that kind of thing. Uh, it's so funny that I, I have guests that call me, you know, and they're like, oh, I want to book for September, October 24. And they're so surprised at what little availability there is. So, you know, the right now, the earlier, the better. Yeah, and people are getting kind of mad about that, not just Viking clients, but just in general overall. People are like, how is that possible? And why are these rates so high? I know people, there's a lot of new ships coming out everywhere, especially some really the biggest cruise ship of the world's coming out this year uh, by another brand. And the, the rates are very, very high. Uh, people are just upset, you know, but you know, of course, all prices are up and demand is up. And that's some basic economics there. You know, it's it's the prices are going to go higher, right? Yeah. I mean, the demand is there. And, and I don't know. A great example is um, I, there was an article about a week ago in one of the major newspapers about the demand for premium economy seating on flights that the airlines are getting, you know, really great pricing. Uh, you know, they're getting a great return on premium economy because uh, the demand is there for that type of travel. We see more people traveling. We see more people wanting to make sure they travel comfortably. So premium economy and business class seats are selling. And we see that with the same thing with the river and the ocean products that, you know, with, that we sell. The demand is, is there. And um, so my advice, again, is to book early. Wow. So we're going to check in. Um, like I said, if you haven't already done Put, uh, enter in the comments uh, no matter where you're watching hashtag plan my cruise and we're going to take a look here oh we've got 22 entries so you have a chance of one out of 22 we're only going to give one prize away today uh, but where's it 22 right yeah 22 so before long I'm going to hit that drop button and we're going to be able to see this so this is pretty cool you've got to stick around and it's only for people that are watching so we can't like don't call me in a month and say hey I hit the hashtag in so <laughs> <laughs> We're only doing one drawing while it's live, but I think this is cool. So uh, thanks again for Michael. And if you haven't already done, please give me a subscribe. If you're watching through YouTube, uh, hit that like button. I see like a O, o button, o, a o thing there at the top there. I don't know, you know, or I'm not sure what that is, but uh, please give us subscribe, maybe a heart <laughs> to cover that one. Thing. But yeah, so we got the questions here. Let's see where to go here. Wow, so many things here. Yeah. Yvonne Estrada, she was looking forward to the show. Thank you. Stuart's checking in. Hello, back to you, Stuart. We appreciate you watching again. Hey, Stuart, great to see you're here again. And Stuart checked in with the hashtag, so he's entered. We really appreciate that. It's great to see that. I think this is so cool. Uh, I've wanted to do this for a while. So did Yvonne. Um, Joseph, Sharon, Kenneth. Oh, Kenneth did a partial one. Kenneth, you better fix that there. So you need to do the full plan my cruise hashtag. Um, okay, so we have a Facebook user checking in here and is asking about how to plan included flights like with business class seating, I'm assuming here. Yeah, so I mean, Viking offers air on most itineraries. They offer it you know, pricing for economy, premium economy and business class. So if you want, if you're looking for business class seating, 
uh, you, you have that option with Viking on the majority of itineraries. There are some exceptions to where to that where they do not offer anything but economy. Most of those are going to be U.S. departures or itineraries that start um, in the Caribbean and maybe end in Europe. Sometimes those do not include or don't offer business class uh, air. But um, the best way to uh, plan the uh, air through Viking with, and, and get business class seating is to purchase those seats outright from the cruise line. Um, and we get a lot of questions about how to upgrade seating and things like that. And that's like that could we could fill an entire live stream on uh, questions about airline seating. But um, generally, the seats are not upgradable. The Vikings, the seats purchased through Viking um, are not upgradable by with uh, miles uh, with your frequent flyer program. They have to be purchased. Um, so uh, you can upgrade usually on the airline's website to Comfort Plus or extra legroom seating, but to upgrade to premium or business, you would actually have to purchase those flight, those seats through the cruise line directly. Occasionally, the airline will offer an upgrade, a paid upgrade much closer to your departure date, um, uh, but usually that's not the case. Only a few, airline, a few airlines do that. Um, and usually those that do, you're basically just paying the difference between um, what you purchased through Viking and what you would have purchased through the airline. So the best way to secure business class seats is going to be from the very beginning and purchase the the business class air upgrade through the through Viking directly. Wow, Michael, I was looking at some of the questions and they're really, really good. Uh, and thank you for that great answer. Um, so uh, Kathy West asked a great question. She says, Michael, uh, which river did you take? She's thinking about a Christmas market cruise on the Danube in 2025. Yeah, and I did, I did see earlier that somebody else asked which was my favorite Christmas markets. I've been probably on six or seven different Christmas markets. Yes, yeah, Stuart, uh, makes that. Yeah. So I have to say my favorite was probably um, on the Rhine, uh, what used to be the Rhine Getaway, and now it's Christmas Christmas time on the Rhine. Uh, is a very nice itinerary. I, I like the Rhine Christmas markets. The itinerary that I just came back from was uh, basically the Romantic Danube or what they call Christmas on the Danube. Um, it was a really great itinerary that included uh, an overnight in Vienna as well as uh, you know a visit to Passau and Regensburg. Those, those are um, some of my favorite Christmas market cities, especially Vienna. It has some really, really beautiful Christmas markets So and quite large. So um, it was a great trip. But my favorite is probably the ride. I, I, Regensburg is so cool. <laughs> I just want to like live in one of those places down there. You know, the buildings, it's it's like something out of a fairy tale. I know, 100%. And Vienna is just like so palatial with the city streets. And just it's something out of a, a book, right? Yeah, and it really is. And Passau is one of my favorite cities, too. It's a great little shopping city. There's great little cafes and restaurants. Um, you know, the oldest pipe organ church. Uh, cathedral yeah. is there in Passau, definitely not to be missed. Um, and you know, it's it's a really nice itinerary. There are no bad Christmas market cruises; yeah. they are all great. Um, I just happen to favor the Rhine. So, um, but yeah. we had a great time. I had a group of sixty with me on the Danube. They had a fantastic time. It was a really nice itinerary. Uh, the highlight being those three cities I mentioned: Vienna, Passau, and Regensburg. That's a nice group. Very good. Um, and there's one, Cecilia is asking, based on the following of some Viking Facebook groups, it seems like river cruise levels, river levels are becoming more prob problematic. I can't talk today, Michael. Are there rivers in our times of the year that minimize these issues? I mean, typically, I, I would say that they're not becoming more problematic. I think that there's just some been some river cruise issues this year, later in the season than that we typically have. Most of the time we see water level issues in July and August. I encourage my guests to avoid those times for that very reason. Um, you know, but it is unusual to see them later in the season. But, you know, Viking is uh, very adept at handling those challenges when they come up. And they have, because they have so many ships, they are able to, um, you know, to do what we call a, sh a ship swap, um, you know, to take one guest from, guest from one ship and move them to the other and vice versa. Uh, I've had, we, as John has mentioned, we are the number one producing agency in the world for Viking nine years in a row. So we have a lot of people on the rivers 
uh, a lot of the time. And uh, we have had very little impact at the end of this year with um, water level issues. So I think it's just something that is not really predictable, but the height of the water level season issues are usually in July and August. And again, that goes back to one of the other topics that we talked about earlier in the season that, I mean, earlier in the call, that's why you see, um, you know, those prices in that time of the year lower than other times of the year. Okay. And Yvonne's asking, uh, even though I have Viking Air Plus, I had to pay extra to select my economy seats with KLM. Is this normal? It can be normal. It depends really on the ticket that's issued for the flights that you have. So um, usually we only see that if you want to have seats that are closer to the front of the plane um, or if you're looking for seats uh, to be assigned on the inter-Europe flights, meaning the flights maybe from Amsterdam to Budapest or Budapest to Amsterdam, something like that. Those flights that happen intra-Europe, you may have to pay for that seat assignment if you want it before you get to the airport. But generally on the over-the-water flights, a seat assignment uh, with the contracted air through Viking is usually included um, unless, uh, as I said, you're looking for something that what we call um, – a preferred seat, if the, those preferred seats that are closer to the front of the plane, um, then, then you would uh, pay extra for that. But typically, we only see that on the intra-Europe flights. Thank you. And we have a Facebook user um, from the groups. You're going on the Eastern Capitals River, the 31st of August. Is this a good time of year? Is there any way to find out past missed days or ports due to low river levels for research? So um, there is not a way to find out, uh, you know, past or missed days or ports due to low river issues um, from past sailings. Uh, I don't think there's any place that you would be able to find that information. Uh, you know, we typically September is a really good time, uh, you know, and the water levels are typically pretty good in September. So um, the chances of you having a water level issue are lower simply because that is not typically a time that we see them on the lower Danube, but um, it's a really nice itinerary. I know you're going to love it, and I think you've picked a good time to go. Right. So Karen's asking, should guides, tour guides, be paid in dollars on the South Pacific cruise? Again, if you're, um, it, you know, it is one of those things where it is, uh, you know, generally appreciated if you give them uh tips in local currency, but they'll be happy to have uh, your gratuities in uh, in uh, U.S. dollars if that's what you have. Right. And let's see here. So Kathy West is asking, she's going on the Iceland Greenland Viking in August. Have heard that bugs might be a problem. Is bug spray a must? That's a good question. You never know, right? Yeah, it, it is a good question. I mean, typically... Um, you know, we see that more in Alaska than in Iceland and Greenland. Um, I was in Iceland in August and we didn't have any problems at all. But yes, I would recommend it. It really has to do with how warm it gets uh, there and withstanding water and it can create a bug problem. So that's um, why somebody probably recommended that to you. Uh, so I would, you know, definitely recommend traveling with that uh, in your uh, in your kit. So. Right. And there's a Facebook user. I'm not sure if you can see this or not. They're asking various questions, but um, I'm not really sure what they're asking because it's not really clear, but I'll just put it up here. This be our first cruise, just my husband and I. Not sure best place in the boat to be. I guess the question is, what boat are you going on? Because yeah. there's different vessels. I mean, everything from Expedition River, there's different river vessels. So you'll have to let us know a little more about that, but we appreciate your um, thing. And we also have people, Facebook users, I don't think the system's going to take this entry because, like I said, it has to be authenticated. We have to see your name, where your name would be, as, and your face. Otherwise, we have no idea who you are. So uh, I don't think that's going to work. So please authenticate or uh, you have to give StreamYard permission. And let's see. And the seller you're just talking about, um, you know, uh, I guess – there's been different issues with guaranteed cabins, uh, oversold cat cruises. Has this ever been an issue with Viking? So typically they are able to resolve the issue. Um, that issue that I think that uh, he's referring to, he or she is referring to with um, 
I think was a Royal Caribbean issue. Uh, Viking does uh, by, you know, does like other cruise lines do, they do sell guaranteed cabins, which the term basically says they guarantee you a cabin in that category or better. That's where the term guaranteed comes from. Um, and uh, in the situation where they're oversold, they make offers to the guests and other cabins in order to open those cabins up until they have space. But, um, and we see that happen. And uh, I have to tell you that the guests that uh, take advantage of those offers are very happy with the offers that they get. Uh, we've never had a client uh, be denied boarding or not get a cabin that was sold at a guarantee. So, um, you know, the situation that I think you're referring to uh, in the 20 years that I've done business was the first time I've ever seen that. I also think it would be the last time that we've seen it too. So, yeah, I, I just wanted to lightly touch on it, more focused on Viking rather than the other brand, but because I've never heard of anything like that ever. Yeah. I don't, uh, I don't, I don't even understand how it actually could happen. Yeah. I, I think that it was a situation that either is, um, was pretty unique uh, to, to that particular ship, but it's nothing that um, we've seen. There's been a lot of discussion about it in the travel agent community and there's um, uh, you know, I, it's not something that I think is going to, that would happen again. Good. And uh, yeah, I've, it's, I know. A really good, it's a really good opportunity for me to touch on the, you know, purchasing a guarantee rather than an assignable cabin. This is something that I think people need to be aware of. You know, you take a guaranteed cabin on the ship, a guaranteed cabin means the cruise line does not have an assignable cabin at that time to assign you uh, when you make the reservation, but they guarantee you that they will provide a cabin in the category that you've chosen or better. 90% of the time we see those cabins assigned in that category that they've chosen. Um, it's a way for them to fill in the blanks when they have cancellations. Uh, but it is uh, on, on, uh, on any other cruise line, uh, it can be a risky proposition simply because you can end up with uh, a cabin that is obstructed view or something like that. Viking really doesn't have any obstructed view cabins, so that wouldn't be a problem on them. However, if you're somebody that is concerned about location, you need to be midship. You need to you want to make sure that you lower the motion. You don't want to be at the front of the ship or the back of the ship. Um, you have mobility issues. You need to be close to an elevator. A guaranteed cabin is not the right choice for you, regardless of what the pricing may be. You, you would need to. You would. We would encourage you to to choose a cabin category or a sailing that has an assignable cabin in those those instances. So it's very important that you work with somebody that you um, trust and that will help you lead you through the process to make sure that that's the right choice for you. Guaranteed cabins can be risky only from the standpoint of. Um, you know, the, those cabins can be assigned anywhere on the ship. And sometimes a guest who may not need a handicapped cabin can be assigned a handicapped accessible cabin, which is something that would not be make them happy. So we would um, we would lead the guests through the process to make sure that they were making the right choice for them. A guarantee is not always the right choice uh, when you're looking at a sailing. Thank you. And um this, I don't know if this is kind of an interesting question, but does Viking Insurance only pay vouchers or can you get cash? That's kind of, I'm just I'm not really sure if that's. Yeah, I think it's it's a, it's a it's a clear question to me because we get it a lot. The guests, uh, <laughs> yeah, if you cancel under a covered reason with the Viking TripMate policy, if you cover cancel under a covered reason, you're going to be issued a refund from the insurance company. So typically if you cancel and penalty with the cruise line. The cruise line keeps the penalty. The insurance company is responsible for giving you that money back based on your claim. If the claim is a, is a legitimate claim or is a covered reason, you'd be issued a, a refund from the insurance company once you go through the claims process. Um, if you're canceling under the cancel for any reason clause in that policy with TripMate, um, you're issued a voucher. And that's the difference between whether or not you get uh, cash refund, or you get a voucher for a future cruise. And I know we've had a whole whole live stream on this too, as far as insurance coverage goes. And you actually recommend your clients a proprietary uh, plan that you have just for your clients, correct? Yeah, we have a third party policy that we offer through Allianz that's written specifically for us and has benefits um, that are specific to our policy and cannot be purchased directly through them. Uh, the, the most uh, 
or I guess the biggest benefit would be it can be purchased at final payment and still cover pre-existing conditions instead of instead of having being per, instead of having to be purchased at deposit or within a few days of deposit. So that's a real benefit for most people. It allows them the time to review the policy and make an educated decision. But yes, we have a third-party policy that um, is proprietary to us that we offer our guests. Right, and Barbara Cox is or Will Cox is wondering if will Viking be introducing a new ocean itinerary in the near future? Yeah, I think we're going to see a lot of very creative itineraries from Viking like we have in the past. You know, most recently we had that Malta, Morocco and the Med itinerary, which is a 15 day itinerary, you know, round trip Barcelona. It sold in a matter of weeks. They had four sailings that sold out in a matter of weeks. So, yes, we will always see very creative itineraries, I think, from the Viking team. They, they are masters at creating unique itineraries, overnighting in certain ports where other lines do not. And um, that is a real benefit to uh, a Viking cruise for sure. Mm-hmm. I just, I do have to say, John, I see uh, Mary Beth Selbitschka is on here and did the hashtag plan my cruise. Yeah. Thank you very much, Mary Beth. Mary Beth is also like Stuart already one of my clients and we're grateful mm-hmm. that you're here, Mary Beth. Thanks for watching the live stream today. I have to find her here. Let's see. <laughs> there's so many that appreciate it. It's, it's funny. The comments are huge because uh, there's so many, uh, so much interaction with the, the entries and stuff. Um, yeah, let's see here. That's great. Um, and here's another Facebook user from the group. They're asking, why does Viking charge a deviation when they don't provide transportation from the airport to the ship? Yeah. I, th- I thought they did, right? So I think what she's he or she is asking is that um, when you don't take the extension through the cruise line or you want to deviate the air to accommodate independent travel, why do they charge a fee for the air deviation? And that's simply because they want to encourage you to book that extension through them. Um, this is something that all the cruise lines do when you purchase air packages through them. Uh, they want to encourage the guests to purchase the extension or the additional nights through the cruise line. And so um, they charge a deviation fee uh, to change that travel date to a date um, that the guest is going to do independent travel. Um, It is a benefit to keep the air um, and the extension with the cruise line so that you keep those transfers. But yes, it is uh, industry practice that all the cruise lines do. They charge a deviation fee when you break the service that you have with the cruise line to do uh, independent travel. And Joanne is checking and she says the Rhine is the best Christmas markets. <laughs> and, and Joanne, uh, Joanne would know she's a very good client of mine travels many, many times with me and with Viking. Uh, and I, I agree with Joanne. The Rhine is my favorite. <laughs> and uh, while you were talking about that last question about um, uh, we were talking about new itineraries, right? As I've seen that question more posed more and more recently, I think, uh, the people are saying uh, they've done a lot of different things. They want more uh, options. I've never seen that before in all the years we've been doing this. Uh, there seems to be the, the, the demands so high that you have repeaters that are actually wanting new places to go with this brand, I, which is fascinating to me because I know they have a lot. Yeah, I just think the Viking client um, is very, very loyal to that product. Um, and so, uh, you know, they love the no kids, the no casinos, the no smoking you know, they, they love that. They love the all balcony ships on the ocean product. Um, I think they have a unique proposition and people really, really love it. Uh, I'm very grateful to the loyalty that the guests that travel with us have to us. So I can imagine that Viking is also very grateful that the loyalty that they have, those guests have to them as well. And I think that's why you see that question a lot because, you know, they've done the Mediterranean Odyssey, they've done the British Isles, they've done the Viking homelands. You know, we see guests that have 18, 19, 20, 25, 27 cruises with Viking. And so they're always looking for a new itinerary. And that is why Viking is always introducing something new. So yes, um, they are very innovative in the itineraries that they offer. And I think that they will continue to keep people engaged that way. And what a good problem to have as a company, right? Exactly. But I know the logistics are just incredible just to set up something new like that, right? It is. Yeah, I think so. Especially when they are trying to design itineraries that have overnights that give guests, you know, longer times in port. So. And David checked in and said, Michael was able to get me some great premium economy flights, business class for my cruise in May of 2024. Yeah. Thanks very much for the shout out, David. I appreciate it. It was our pleasure to do it for you. Thank you. 
And Pat is checking in. Thanks, Pat, from Facebook. Any future plans for cruises in Africa and China? I think that we're going to see a return to China uh, very, very shortly. Um, in the next few weeks, I think we'll see some itineraries for China. Um, Africa, I am certain that they are working on, but I don't know that um, there's anything in the works uh, right away. But I do know that we're going to see a lot more uh, Asia itineraries with uh, a focus on China. So Brian's asking a question. He's saying that he booked a cruise, uh, paid in full, and the price dropped. And uh, he's looking for them to, to refund the difference, which I don't know if that's even possible once final payment. Most usually when final payment's made on a cruise, you usually can't go in and ask for the difference. Is that correct? It is correct. I mean, you do have the opportunity to cancel and rebook. So if you're outside of the penalty period, which is outside of 120 days, and I'm, this is general, you know, if you're on a 35-day or longer sailing, the penalty policy is different. But on in general, their policy is outside of 120 days. If there's a price drop, you can cancel and rebook to take advantage of that price drop. Um, so if you're outside of that four months of departure, you still have the opportunity to cancel um, and rebook the entire cruise. Now, just like other cruise lines, once you're within that penalty period, if you do have a, pro a promotion that comes up, I mean, typically those promotions are just last minute promotions to fill the ship. And like all the other cruise lines that we deal with, they really don't make any accommodations for that. Um, but the majority of the time that also, you know, the benefit to booking early is to getting the cabin that you want. Um, you know, so uh, I don't know what your specific situation is, but if you're within that four month penalty period um, and there's a promotion, generally it's there's really nothing that can be done. But outside of that 120 day period, you can cancel and rebook and take advantage of that special offer. And Cecilia, thank you. And Cecilia is saying she booked through Air Plus business class layover in London, one hour and 50 minutes. Viking arranged assistance to get us to connecting flight rather than changing our flights. Any suggestions? So this is a great question. I just actually answered this with a client yesterday. Uh, and very interesting to know that Viking is, is um, putting Viking representatives in the airport inside the secure area to meet people at their flights and take them for those guests that have tight connections. It's something that um, is new that they've uh, introduced to overcome situations just like this. I mean, I will tell you, Cecilia, I think that an hour and 50 minutes is just shy of what I would typically recommend a guest have in, in London. So I think that, um, you know, you uh, having that uh, Viking arranged assistance from one gate to the other will help you um, make your connecting flight without uh, much problem. But um, we do like to have at least two hours, two and a half hours in London. So I think that's why they introduced that. But keep in mind, depending on when you're leaving, those flights, and we're seeing this a lot, the flights are changing every day. We're seeing, you know, connection times getting, uh, you know, more, uh, you know, longer based on flight changes uh, to the schedule. So keep an eye on your schedule because it could get longer, it could get shorter. I, I, I would say that, um, you know, the reason they had, they uh, provided you assistance is because you're just within that window where it is a little bit tight. Um, I think that, um, uh, you know, we're seeing uh, difficulty getting people flights uh, from different cities uh, and getting connection times longer. So uh, it is very proactive of Viking to introduce this service, which probably costs them a lot of money, but doesn't cost you anything um, to get you from one flight to the other. And I think in your specific situation with an hour, 50 minutes and that assistance, you will have a comfortable connection time. So very nice. Thank you for that answer. And Sharon says, if you go on an included tour and you'd like to stay in a location a little bit longer, is it possible to leave the tour and get a taxi back to the ship? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you get off the ship, you're going to get, you can ask for a little card that has the ship's address on it, or it's going to be in the daily. And I tell people to take pictures of it with their smartphone, the, the location of where the ship is. But yes, you can definitely go on the included tour, leave the tour and just make your way back to the ship. You just want to be sure that you make yourself aware of what time the ship departs. So for ocean sailings, for instance, you know, the departure time might be four, 5 p.m., but you need to be on board no later than 4 p.m. That time is posted as you're getting off the ship. It tells you what time you need to be back on board. And you're going to want to keep that in mind so that you make sure that you're back on board in plenty of time so that you don't miss the ship. So I do. Uh, I would highly encourage you to go off and explore on your own, but I would definitely encourage you to make sure you give yourself plenty of time to get back before that deadline. And I know with the river cruises, which is really great, especially the Christmas markets or whatnot, 
uh, and even repeaters, they'll, you'll, they'll bring you to a, the tour will go to like a center part of the city and they'll say, well, you do your tour and they'll say, well, there'll be buses running back and forth even to like 11 o'clock that night or what have you. And if you can spend as much time, you can have dinner and catch this transportation, provided transportation. A lot of time it was a biking bus or, and you'll, you can go back at, at your leisure, right? Yeah. Or I mean, like, for instance, in Regensburg and Passau, you know exactly where the ship is located. You can walk back to the ship after the tour and, uh, you know, make your way back. So, you know, every port is a little bit different. But yes, absolutely. There's the opportunity to go off and explore on your own. Yes, Sharon. So that's what jumped in my mind is a lot of times you don't need to pay for the taxi. You just go back to the central spot, get on a Viking bus. It's there every like they'll tell you all the details if it is or isn't provided. And you can just get on that bus and it'll take you right back to the ship. Uh during that period of time. So it's great. Yeah. All right. And Stuart wants to know, uh, when will 2026 ocean cruises be available for booking? Um, Stuart, there's not an announcement yet as to when they'll be available, but I'm certain that we'll see more itineraries introduced for the end of 2025, probably by April of next year. Um, you know, again, I think for Viking, <clears throat> they're looking for a sell through on this, uh, you know, a certain percentage of sell through on their uh, current itineraries before they introduce more. But um, typically, that's when we see the next window would be sometime in April. And Cassie said, Kathy said, thank you about the Iceland question. She appreciates that. She'd heard different things. And um, Tammy said, is this a good time to travel to Holland, Belgium River cruise April 2024? Uh, she's wondering if that's a good time of year for, in your mind. It is if you want to see the tulips. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> It can be it can be uh, unpredictable weather wise as far as like um, rain, uh, things like that. But it is um, a really great time to see, uh, you know, the tulips. And um, it is, in my opinion, I mean, April is a great time to be on the river. Uh, definitely. So I don't think that there's any caveat to that, except that the weather can some, sometimes be a little bit unpredictable in April. Right. And Pat Murphy says, how many days before an ocean cruise can we view, not book just yet, but view the excursions with prices? Yeah, so usually you're going to see them open in the My Viking Journey portal when the owner suite opens, which I believe is 120 days prior to departure. You'll see them in the portal, but not be able to book them until your designated time. So, um, yeah, that's when you should be able to see them. And Mary Beth, who you talked about earlier, right? She says she loves these chats. The last one prompted her to take a look at her flights and found a much better flight home from Bergen at 10.40 a.m. versus 6.05, which is way too early for me. Uh, and she believes, she says the Cologne has the best markets. Yeah, and Mary Beth is right. And Cologne does have really great Christmas markets. Um, and it is, of course, on the Rhine. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see here. We're getting towards the end of our questions. How can how come some people have different deadlines for final payment for their cruise? How can I get it delayed? And that is a good question. You see a lot, a lot of the groups. Yeah. So, I mean, guests have different deadlines for final payment because for two different reasons. One is Viking has what we call a promotional final payment date. So when we uh, in April of this year, we you know, the final payment date for 2024 may be July of this may have been July of this year. And for 2025, it may have been December of this year. So that's how they do it. When you look at the brochure that you get in the mail or on the online online on the Web on their page, they're going to have a promotional final payment date. That date is the same for everyone. It cannot be changed. So the only way to change the final payment date, after I just said it cannot be changed, uh, the only way to have a later final payment date is if you have a second booking with Viking, they will consider pushing back the final payment date on the second booking that you make with them uh, because you have a, an existing booking that's not yet left or not yet departed. Uh, the only other way to get that date pushed back is to book on board. If you're on the ocean cruise, you have the opportunity to book on board the ship. They will push your final payment date back to six months prior uh, it's a benefit for booking on board the ship. Um, so that's why the final payment dates differ. If you don't meet those two criteria, if you don't have another existing booking or you're not booking on board, the final payment date cannot be pushed back for any reason. Thank you, Michael. I know I'm putting you to work here with these questions. And you're doing a fine job, by the way. I'm very always impressed. <laughs> and Brian, remember we talked about earlier about he's thinking about he was upset about the price dropping. You talked about rebooking if he wasn't in penalty. He says we're 10 months out, but we would lose our insurance. They said, thanks for your answer. Yeah. 
Okay, Brian. So I do understand about the insurance and that is a really good point. Um, it, it is, I would just say this with, it, and it is a vague answer. It is a very good reason to work with a travel agent. We would help you find a solution in that, in that sense. And in order to, to, to work around the problem that you have, you could revise the booking to a different date, um, to take advantage of the special offer. But there are a couple of different ways to accomplish that once you're outside of final payment, but it is a, a problem that my clients typically as I said, or John mentioned, you know, 90% of the time we're selling third-party insurance to our guests um, that is uh, easily movable. It's not tied to that specific reservation. So it is, uh, uh, you know, a benefit to working with an independent policy than what the cruise line offers. But I do understand the challenge. And um, uh, in the future, I would recommend working with a qualified agent, uh, one that you trust, and that they would be able to help you navigate that situation so that it could be uh you know, uh, the better of both, the best of both worlds for you. But I do understand in this situation, you're tied to not being able to move the booking because you have the cruise lines insurance. Okay. So the cruise line, the, it's the cancellation insurance. So we couldn't cancel because it's tied to that. You, know, you can't cancel because the insurance is non-refundable through them. So uh, I got yeah. you. So that's, that's, that's the challenge. And I, and I understand, and I appreciate him coming back and sharing that detail. Again, I do think that, um, you know, it's something that we could help you navigate in the future. Um, but, you know, let me just say this to you. The earlier you book, the better you have the chance of getting, you know, what you wanted. Um, you know, typically these savings is the savings is not, you know, huge uh, on these promotions that they have. So, you know, there is a trade off and I understand your frustration. Uh, and I wish that I was able to help you resolve that to your satisfaction. But um, I do appreciate you coming back and sharing the specifics about your situation. Thanks. And thanks, Brian. We appreciate the question. And we're all learning. That's what's great about this is we learn uh, Michael's dealing with this stuff on a daily basis. And uh, because of his the volume and uh, the details he works at every day with his team. Um, so Tammy's asking about she is uh, she's on the Holland Amer or Holland Belgium cruise. She has no excursions offered yet. Do you know the reason why a delay might be available? Yeah, there, is, there is a known delay in um, river product. Uh, shore excursions not being loaded yet. I'm not really sure what the reason is, but for many of our guests, they're experiencing the same thing. I do I do suspect that you will see them loaded into the system in the next couple of weeks. Right, and Greg is asking, thanks Greg for your question. It seems Explorer suits swell out very fast. How would one know when a cruise is being announced and how soon after do those suites typically book? Real fast, right? Yeah, they do book pretty fast, right? The river product only has two, and the ocean products I think have I want to say a dozen. So, um, you know, they do sell pretty quickly. And, you know, I think the best way to, to uh, I, I mean, I'm going to, I'm never going to pass up the opportunity to sell the an agent services or my services to you, Greg, but working with a qualified agent, we would make sure that you know when the itineraries open up for sale. So, um, and, you know, Viking does, they do a good job of making sure they, they send out emails when new itineraries are available. Yeah, I, I can hear you say, if you work with me, I'll take care of you. Yeah. <laughs> if you work with me, I'll find that Explorer suite for you. But, um, <laughs> but um, we, we do that with our guests that are looking for, you know, verandas. It's not really something that is specific to that category, although I can understand the sense of urgency. I have a guest that, you know, only sells in the owner suite. So when the itineraries open up, we have to hold the owner suite for them right away. And of course, there's only one of those. So, um, you know, it's, it's something that we deal with every day. Right. And David, um, is asking about any word on the Viking is doing about Iceland and I'm not really sure what he's talking about. So if you're aware, you can enlighten us. Yeah. I mean, there's no direction yet on that, David, because this is really not the season for, for travel to Iceland. So I do understand that the situation there has calmed down a lot. Um, uh, but no changes. I, we've not seen any lines make any changes at this point for Iceland. Wow. I tell you what, we have, you, uh, you have answered so many great, great questions, Michael. We really appreciate it. I've been, we've been uh, putting, running you through your paces here and uh, I'm excited about the, we've got 34 entries for the, um, the, uh, the prize package. So before we actually do the drawing here, um, can you tell everybody what the prize package was going to be? Uh, it's this time. 
Yeah, so it's just a, it's a travel pack that we have for you, so to make your trip more comfortable. So with just some great items to um, to have with you when you travel, and the winner will receive the package within uh, a week to ten days uh, from today's live stream. All right. Thank you so much. We really appreciate that. Now I'm going to try to put this full screen here if I can. Let's see if I can do it that way. It, look at that. I'm learning things here. And I'm going to go up here, and we're going to hit this drawing. Look at that. So many entries. So Saza is our winner. Congratulations, Saza. That's exciting. Yeah. So all you have to do, Saza, is I'm going to go down here, is you have to email me at john at cruiseaddicts.com. And once I have your information, I get your information and we can pass along to Michael and his team and we can go from there. But we're super excited. We really appreciate you all taking the time to make this entries and sticking around for this long. Uh, so many people, you can see there, all these people, Michael, will stay with us the whole time. We had amazing numbers today in this live stream. Uh, and thank you all to the people who will be watching this in the future. Uh, we really, really appreciate it. Uh, let's see, see some comments still popping up here. Yeah, I, I, that, yeah, yeah. I don't. I can't really see that question very well. So. Yeah, it says she was refusing to do a COVID booster. I don't think you need a COVID booster, do you? No. Yeah. So, Christopher, we'll go to this because I think it's important here, Michael. I know. So, Christopher, thanks for asking the question. She says his wife refused to get a COVID booster. We've been ocean cruise book for next September. If she gets a COVID again, can I take my girl? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> they got me good on that one. Yeah. So, uh, wow. Michael, I tell you what, we had fun. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate it. Let's see. And uh, so, well, everybody, we really appreciate y'all. Uh, congratulations to the prize winner. That's so cool. Saza. And uh, we'll see you again in the future. And uh, happy cruising wherever you are. The proceeding was a presentation of Cruise Addicts.